Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Well, this is not Tom Brown. And uh, I am Med Skeens filling in for Tom Brown. He is in the Holy Land right now, and I'm jealous. But he is uh, hopefully going to call in today. That's my wish. It's midnight there, and I know he probably can't sleep because he took his mom with him. And uh, he's just just loving it with his mom out there. And he took his wife last year, Mary, and they had a blast. So I told Tom that, you know what, when I fill in for him today, I will say that he is in one of the greatest places on the planet not just because it's the Holy Land, but because Jesus walked that place. And everything we study in God's Word normally comes out of that little piece of property. So we love it there. You are listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. And I'm Med Skeen sitting in this studio with some really awesome people. Uh, good friends and co-laborers in Christ uh, with, uh, with us here, right here in the studio. And uh, I have our pastor, my pastor at Mercy Hill uh, and church. His name is Anthony Cox, and he is not just a awesome elder pastor, but he's a good friend. And he actually is just somebody who Gail and I fell in love with, and we've sent adoption papers to his mom in South Carolina, right? We will receive the blessing, brother. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, we've gotten to know him in the last few months, and uh, he is. we have yoked up and doing some really cool things, and you'll hear about that later on in the program. Also, I have Sandy with us today, Sandy Nieto, hey. a good friend, and she has written a book, and it's called Special Kids, Chosen Moms. Uh, I read it last week, and I cried, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to share this and have you share it to see what uh, God will do in people's hearts. And last but not least is my compadre, Michael Angelo, and he is a, a dear friend, a brother. We have... Uh, Actually, I've known him since he's 10 years old. He uh, he just found that out yesterday. <laughs> but his dad was a good friend of mine. He kind of mentored me and uh, was was really cool to hang out with back in the day. Had ne- no clue that one day I'd be his youth pastor, the only youth that ever got kicked out of Sunday school, and we had to get him back in <laughs> with a popular vote. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it is true. But anyhow, he's here in the studio. Uh, we've been ministering together for years, doing a lot of cool things um, around the globe, actually, now. We, if we count Israel. Yep. So um, well, I'll be introducing him uh, and what he's doing and what he's up to in the first segment. So anyhow, Tom Brown, we love you, man, and we know that you are having a great time. And as we introduce these three uh, in, in the studio today, you're going to see one common thread, and that common thread is going to be hope. And um, Sandy wrote a book, and I, I read it, and I shared it with Gail, and it just brought hope to me. And I don't even have a special needs child, but yet it gave me hope seeing somebody who's struggling. And you said there's a battle, and we're all in a battle, Absolutely. no matter what it is. Absolutely. And it gave me hope. Mm-hmm. And say with Michelangelo, and with your music over the years, you've brought hope. And my, my boys, when they're even in junior high, they loved your music. That was when you were a kid. I think you were only in high school then. But you uh, have brought a lot of hope to a lot of people. And that's actually have been your theme in your music over the years. And with Anthony, 
he and I are actually involved in issuing and, and helping people find hope in urban Phoenix downtown at Mercy Hill Church. So uh, stay tuned, guys. Get ready for the first segment coming up after these uh, words from your sponsor. Welcome back to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Hey, uh, right now we have in the studio Michael Angelo, and he has a band. His band is Secret Harbor. Got a new CD coming out yep. called Nata Vela Domum. It's Latin. And that's sexy. Yeah, I heard you say is, that. Yeah, it's very sexy. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing Latin back. You should. Yeah, we need that. Jerome. All, all the kids are digging it right now. Okay. Well, here we got Secret Harbor bringing this new CD out. And what I hear is you're going to be first Fridays downtown at Arizona Center around 6 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to uh, come see this live, it'll be at uh, first Fridays downtown Phoenix at the Arizona Center. 6 o'clock. Don't miss it. Well, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit with Michelangelo and ask some questions. Um Earlier, I told him that I've known him since he was 10 years old, and I think he was shocked. Yeah, that's your story. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Well, I did because uh, I don't know if I knew him, like, directly but indirectly because his dad was a friend of mine back in that day. And then I came back about six years later and became his youth pastor. And um, I'm telling this story on the radio, so it'll be live. When I got there after seminary, you were— Kicked out of Sunday school for some ruckus in a classroom, and the teacher couldn't handle you. Yeah, I was a renegade. <laughs> so I said, well, dude, it's it's Caggiano, man. I know this family. <laughs> it's church. <laughs> it's church. So it was kind of messy, you know, like families and everything else. But uh, so anyhow, I found out what happened, you know, and then I found out you were in karate. He went to, and I'll say this out loud, he went to national championships with karate. And Ooh. I thought... Wow, he's one bad beep, beep, dude. Hi-ya. And, and I thought, what a cool thing. So I was excited about that, get to know him. And I'm like, I got to get him back in class. And it was like, no way. So I said, I'm resigning if he didn't get back in class. <laughs> it wasn't a year and a half after that. He became the president of the student council at our youth group. Woo! They voted him in. It was rigged. <laughs> you remember that? Looking great in 88. Yep, yep. Oh, I'll never forget that. So anyhow... That's kind of our start. And, uh, you know, a guy, he was he got a job at the church. He was driving the, uh, what do you call that? Cherry, cherry picker lift, yeah. Cherry picker lift that went up in, on top of the, uh, about 30 feet in the air. In the gymnasium, yep. I found out at uh, midnight, he and his buddy were racing. And he tried to make a turn at 30 feet tall. And it went down and hit the side of the wall and found himself in the hospital. Stupid gravity. <laughs> Stupid gravity. (laughs) So I did go and say hey to him there, and that's when I thought, I really like this guy. Oh, the joke in the hospital was Michelangelo was working on the roof of the church, and he (laughs) 
fell off and busted his head. Bless him. <laughs> That's what happened. So you know what? Uh, after that, I, I, I found out you were in music. I didn't even know you did music then. But they're going, no, he's really good. He's really good. So anyhow, you took off. And you started going around the country, if not the world, because you went to Turkey and some a bunch of other places playing in a band. And you were on the road for how many years? Off, uh, and, on? off and on for about 12 years. 12 years. Boy, were those vans, did they smell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. A bunch of guys in that van. We, we called our little Dodge Ram van the goat. It was a Dodge <laughs> van, but uh, we called it the goat. And it was like a World War II plane driving around on the freeways all around the country. Oh, I remember. I was in Nashville at the time, and I heard you are on tour. And so I hopefully would get you, and you said, yeah. And you played for our group right there in Nashville. Yeah, I'll never fun. forget that. I said, I know that kid. <laughs> and you were rocking. Uh, and then... Um, I think it was 89, I don't remember, uh, or 90, you opened up for DC Talk, who back then was a big deal. And um, I thought, man, that, that is really going. That is really cool. And so, anyhow, saw that, and then we kind of lost touch. And a lot of your music between when we lost touch to when you and I hooked up became hope in my life. And you had a lot of cool songs. You had one um, song called Ocean. Uh, on a CD called... Um, it was Michelangelo Acoustic, yeah. Uh, okay, Michelangelo Acoustic. A, yeah, solo project. A, a girl that never touched the ocean and had her opportunity to go. And it was something like that. I can't remember, but it was just a really cool song for a youth pastor to hear back in those days. And another one was Under Rower, that CD you had. That was on... Under Rower was the name of the CD, yep, correct? Yep, And um, on that on that CD was a song called Whitewash. Fence was it whitewashing white, walls? Yeah, whitewashing walls. Yeah. And I always wanted you to play that every time you play a <laughs> concert. And you're like, man, it digs an entire band. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a rocker. Like, this is a rocker. But that that song meant a lot to the Skeens family because it helped us to let some walls down. We whitewashed a lot of stuff in our marriage, in our life, in our ministry. And I remember using that song to go, you know, and it touched Jeff, you know, who was our pastor. My own son was my pastor at one time, and Rick who's an evangelist, and that song stuck with us for a long, long time about, you know what, stop being fake, be real. And it, it was just good. You brought a lot of hope to families, to people. And then I put on Facebook your old uh, YouTube when you said, who are we? And you said your name, and you said, we want to bring hope to Christians and non-Christians alike. So tell me about your journey over the years and and the hope that you saw out there and the people that you've, you've touched. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of feel like I just kind of bumbled through life. I, uh, I don't have any magic uh, potions or any formulas. I just, just trying to, trying to work this journey just like everybody. And uh, I just feel like uh, God gave me these songs and he just kind of used me as a, as a mouthpiece. But uh, I, I find it really interesting that the songs that I, I wrote 20, 25 years ago, I'm actually now kind of fleshing out. I'm learning what the heck I was singing about back then, you know. So if if God used me, then that's very humbling. Um, it, it's really all these songs that I've written are really actually uh, preaching to to me, preaching to my own choir here. Yeah, well, good to hear that. And I got to tell you this: uh, as I hear those songs, I think about how you are uh, living. Like you said, you're living them out, and we live them out too. Music is. You told me one time, it's like you know, music is like a smell. It just reminds you of some good old things, you know. And you said that one time when it yeah, takes you back. Yeah. And you wrote that one CD 
in Israel from with the experience of Israel when you and I used to do Holy Land tours. Yep. And I, I saw that, and I'm thinking, you know what? You love to share experiences. You've been accused of playing dark music. They say, oh, that's dark. You know, that goes down to the hurting, the, the marginalized. Now, tell me about that. I don't know. I, I kind of got really inspired by Johnny Cash. I mean, the, the reason why he wore black, you know, I don't know if that's legend or what, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just attracted to uh, getting to the, the root of the issue and, and just uh, – the the real life, not the fluff, not the disposable cups in life. It, you know, it's just just dealing with what can we do to to work through what we're going through right now. And right. and uh, uh, I I started writing songs because I didn't want to sing other people's songs. I felt like I had something to say, and uh, and that's that's really where I'm at. It's it's not. I have never been interested in trying to write this poppy pop song that you know just. That doesn't do anything for somebody. I wanted to sing about something that kind of touches the, the dark spots that where people aren't always uh, paying attention to. I'm glad you said that because we might not remember the tune as much as what that song made us feel like and what it said to us. And like you said, some of those poppy ones that people just sing like that. You say, what do you sing? I remember singing songs from high school. I had no clue what they meant. Then later on when I found out what the lyrics were, like, gee whiz, man, I can't believe I sang that song. But your songs, it's like the lyrics let out. It's like, I want to... I want to talk to you. And you did. You talked to us. And I appreciate that about you. And I remember when you and I did college ministry together for years, and that was awesome. And you had, uh, I made you sing other people's songs, and you're like, cringe. But you would play your music, too. And you know what? I remember kids respond to that. And the hope that you would bring in. You and I were in a ministry where kids were in a pivotal time in their life, and they were going to go one way or the other. And you, you and I both saw that. And those songs really meant a lot to people. And I just had to say thank you right here on air that, you know what, you are a blessing and your music is a blessing. And I know uh, when this new CD comes out in full with its cover, because I, I saw the CD, but I've got handwriting on it. I can't wait to yeah, see all the, the artwork getting worked on. It'll be out in December. But I know it's going to be a blessing. And so I'm saying that, man, thank you. Here you are in studio. And I know Tom wants to interview you for a whole hour. Oh, yeah. I love Tom. Yeah. And awesome. who doesn't love Tom, huh? You know, he had a program called Smiles. I don't know if you know that. You know that, Bill? Yeah, it's, and he called it Tom and the Smiling Smilettes or something. I don't The yeah, Smile Club. Like yeah. yeah. He did a radio show called The Smile Club. It's like, wow, Tom. And he's the biggest sourpuss-looking guy I've ever seen in my life. That's not Hope true. Hope Tom hears that. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, Angelo, that is... Just the coolest thing ever, you know, just to see a guy that's over the years written music and now you're saying it's it's ministering to you. I'm saying thanks. Uh, you know, where I go to church, you know, right now, Mercy Hill, uh, Anthony, who's sitting right here in the studio with us, we um, we deal with a lot of people that with a lot of hurt and a lot of marginalized, uh, a lot of left out, a lot of pushed aside people. And it's kind of fun when you know that, you know what? We're hanging out with people who really want to know your story and they want to listen to you. And um, what's it like over there at Mercy Hill? I mean, you've been there a lot longer. You're actually the founder. So I'm thinking, uh, what's it like? You seeing lights come on? Yeah, well, you know, we're in a city of of brokenness through the revitalization of downtown Phoenix. Um, As you all are aware, uh, there's a lot of great things that come with gentrification, and and yet there's a lot of not-so-great things. And so we are kind of right in the middle of all of those brokenness, all that brokenness. So really, uh, just the poverty of relationships and emotions and and within the self, 
is very visible in our neighborhood. So Michelangelo, just hearing about you and, and your music, where you can really identify in that brokenness and, mm-hmm. and yet be able to give hope. Uh, in a gentrified city, artists are really uh, seen as, as healers uh, because they, they can validate uh, the hurt and the brokenness, the, 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 pov- the impoverishment uh, that exists in every life and, and, and be able to validate that and also be able to give uh, hope and um, offer solutions through that. So uh, yeah. artists, uh, painters, uh, singers, musicians um, are great blessings to our city that God provides. Yeah, and there's no mistake about Michelangelo's song called Whitewashed Walls. I mean, what it really meant. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, that that thing, it still rings out in our family, you know, the whitewashed walls. But uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take a break and, and come back. But uh, Michelangelo, th- I want to say thanks for, you know, the time being here. I want you to hang out in the studio with us because we're yeah, going to sure. play some more of your music here. Uh, we're going to enter We're going to sh- have a little clip of this first song, uh, one on his his uh, Secret Harbor CD called Nod- Nada Vela do Moon. Yep. It's called Love and Peace. Michelangelo. We'll bring a man down to his knees. Joy can find a song in everything. Welcome back to Koinia Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Uh, I am Med Skeen sitting in for Tom Brown today, and in our studio are some pretty awesome people. Uh, Anthony Cox uh, from Mercy Hill Church and my compadre of Urban Ministries, uh, Michelangelo, and he is a Christian and an artist, writes his own music. And uh, has a new CD coming out. His band is Secret Harbor. The name of the CD is Nada Vela Domon. And I thought of that. It's Latin. And we did say at one time it is sexy. It is sexy. That's cool. So anyhow, that CD will be uh, out December. At first Friday, will be introduced downtown Phoenix at the Arizona Center at 6 o'clock. Hopefully, we'll get started right then. Uh, so anyhow, in the studio with me uh, also is Sandy Nieto. Hi, Sandy. Hey. You don't need lipstick. It's the radio. <laughs> don't I? <laughs> Sandy, I got to tell you, she is a dear friend. And we've um, gone to Israel a couple times together, yes, along with Michelangelo. Have. And I got to tell you that it was a joy to be with her. She's, she's a very serious writer. At the same time, she is funny. <laughs> oh, mean, she's funny. Yes. Oh, boy. She's funny. Especially <laughs> when you're in other countries. <laughs> well, that's when it's funnier. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, she um, she wrote a book because of her journey in mm-hmm. life, and it's, uh, it's called Special Kids, Chosen Moms. So I asked for that book. She mailed it to me, and I read it. 
Uh, read it this past weekend, and it's a book I read and cried. And it's not just because it was a, a part of a sad story, but because I saw somebody who was hurt and and broken at the time and confused, right. but yet had strength right. and found hope. Exactly. And that hope can only come through Christ. Yeah, That's you it. made you that can't, real I mean, clear. You can't. Uh, when I had my son was before the Internet, so I didn't know anyone that mm-hmm. had a handicapped child. So I just kind of had to learn on my own. And my hope here is to encourage other mothers to show them how important it is to be in Scripture and how important it is to make time. If you can make time to watch TV, if you can make time to read a magazine, you can make time to spend time in in the Word. And I get up early every morning, and I don't want to. I My bones hurt. Everything hurts. But I'm like, no, I'm going to take this next however many minutes and spend time with God. You know, it reminded me of Joseph and and Moses. I mean, both stories is like, you didn't ask for this. Correct. I mean, I read the book and you, you're pretty detailed about what happened and how you found out and... And it's a wilderness. <laughs> it is yeah. like being in the wilderness because I, I did not know what to do. I don't want to blow the end of the story, but <laughs> the last it. chapter, I know you read <laughs> it up. In chapter 15 of the book, and this is a small book, I mean, small chapters. Oh, yeah. But you said every day our families are in, ba- in a battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all in a battle. Exactly. And, and we have to find that hope, no matter if it's a small battle or a big battle. Exactly. Without God and his word, we're sunk. And that's where we find we find hope. And Good. that's why I believe that with scriptures for women, um, it, it maybe your special needs child is your only child. You need to let that child hear you repeat scripture over and over and over because we have no idea what's getting into their head and into their heart. Um, mm-hmm. If you have more than one child, ask your other children, write it on a post-it note and say, help me to understand and memorize this scripture. And before you know it, your children are doing the same. That It's getting in, in their heart, too. Yeah. When you ended, you said uh, you used a scripture. Actually, you began with it in Exodus 9. It says, but I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. No matter if you're Pharaoh or just a, a, a Jewish slave back in, you know, uh, 1500 B.C. Right. It's like you... We were all called for a purpose. Exactly. And and as a mom, I feel I, I actually always felt chosen. And I, I just had a wonderful upbringing with my parents. And I felt that God picked me out of all the mamas in the world and said, I want you to have this baby. And he always, he will always equip you for your assignment. And Clay was my assignment. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about it. I spent just a couple minutes, if you could. What happened? I mean, in a nutshell, I know you're like, <laughs> I'm like, you great. can't do that too much. But you know what? Uh, he uh, basically um, got group B strep at birth. And I probably could have had one shot of penicillin for myself and one for him. And he would have been just fine. I read but that. back in back in 87, they didn't. That was not a required test. So. It wasn't until we took him home that we actually saw that something was wrong and he had a seizure and we took him to the hospital and pretty much lived there for 
almost 15 and a half years. So yeah. they, they did say that he would probably only live to be three, but yeah, he was 15 and a half when he went home. And God used you. He shaped you and molded you oh, yeah. for this very purpose that, that you might proclaim his power exactly. and his name among all the nations. Exactly. And you, you've done that, Sandy. In this book, I mean, in this book, I mean, if people have a special needs child, mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff you covered, like insurance, school, uh, the years ahead, uh, life changes, uh, how to decorate the room, what to do with your house. Uh, recipes, food. Absolutely. Organizing marriage. is really big. A lot of times you you get really obsessed. You know, you have your entire all day is centered around your child. But you more than likely you may have a husband and you may have other children. So in it, I try to talk to moms and say, look, get out the 1970s crock pot, you know, and I want to show them recipes. You can put this in in the morning and your family will be able to sit down at the end of the day and have a meal together, which is very important. It's very easy. Uh, Men and women look at things differently. Women are all emotional and the men just want to fix it. So, (laughs) so you, you have to get together. You can't go off in your own corner and just, you know, try to make things right. The, the whole kid, all the children need to see you working together and working for one reason. Yeah, and the practical steps. And I think what got to me is I was reading some of those practical steps of like, you know what, you can survive. There's hope. There's hope through this. Exactly. Think about it. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's let's do this one step at a time. And it's like, but yet you kept putting God's word in there. Mm-hmm. And, and you know I what? can do all things through Christ who exactly. strengthens me. And, uh, and, you know, it's just a little book. It's, it's actually small. I read it in a weekend. <laughs> Got to be small. You've pretty much mentioned that it's small about seven times now. And, uh... <laughs> it's 90 pages. Well, I say it because you know what? Anymore no. with the internet, I don't think people buy books no, over 100 pages. No, and if you have a, a special needs child, you don't have time to sit down and read it. So just leave it in the bathroom. And That's right. <laughs> just but I read can tell it you, And the chapters, are, they're autonomous. I mean, yes. you could read one, put it down, come back, read another. Exactly. Or read you know chapter 10 and go back to chapter 8. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just where it's not designed where you don't have to go all the way through it. You can right. read stop and choose some of the areas that you're struggling with. Right. And just travel. When I, I put a chapter in on traveling, you need to know what you can and can't take. And yeah. it can get really hairy at the airport. So. I bet. Well, you did a good job. And I wanted to introduce this book well, called Special Special Kids Chosen Moms by Sandra Nieto. And if somebody wanted to get this book and buy this book, how do they find it and find you? Okay. You can go to Amazon.com. It is a uh, Amazon online Kindle book. It's also a regular book, a paperback, and you can find it at Barnes and Nobles, pretty much wherever you find a book online. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can find me. I have a Facebook page, Special Kids Chosen Moms, and I have a website, which is www.sandranieto.me, M-E. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you don't even have to have a special needs child to use this book to find hope. And uh, I did. And I read it and I thought, you know what? And I, I really needed to re- read it before we had this radio program because I want to know what it was. Heard about it right. for a long time. I knew you were working on it. And then I saw it. And I'm like, wow, I want to be the first to introduce that. And I tell you, if I just help one person, then it was it was all worth it. Yeah. One person. So I told that to Michelangelo. You with his music. You know he's been writing music for decades now. I guess two sec- working on your second decade, right? 
You're kind of old, right? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. So. Get the book so when that. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyhow, well, since 1990. Yeah. So you're on your second decade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were a teenager then, but hey. But at the same time, you brought hope. And uh, like you said, you didn't know that one day that hope was going to be pointed at you. And the same with, with your book, too. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it all works. You know, God's putting us in control. And, and where, I'm, where I'm at right now, Gail and I, down at Mercy Hill Church, we're trying to find out, God, where do you want us? And you guys have know where I've been in, mm-hmm. in the last 25, 30 years. You know, Michelangelo and I have been together at church work. And, you know, we've been in mega church ministries together. And now I'm at a mission downtown, a historic building with uh, our our young pastor, who's younger than my youngest son, Anthony, and um, we are we're finding where we can take our experiences and and place that in, into people's lives, and so they can find hope. And you know what? I'm loving that at Mercy Hills. That's what I see. I, I just see broken people. I see a church that says, you know, we don't have it all together. Come join us, and let's 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 do it together. And that's what I love about you. You know, as as we uh, would use music, like from Michelangelo, or books that Sandy would write, we could use these uh, as tools as we go on. What we do at our church, what are, what are some of the tools we use? What, what what do we use, and and how do we do it? You go. You know what? I'm going to hold that thought because I have a whole segment with you next. Okay. But I want to I want to play a song from Michelangelo. It's called Tomorrow. I want you to hear this song. A little clip from it while we take a break. Michelangelo, tomorrow. Welcome back to Faith Talk, 1360 AM Radio. I am Med Skeen sitting in for Tom Brown, who is in the Holy Land right now, having a good time. So, uh, in the studio, you heard Michelangelo and his music. You heard Sandy Nieto with her book, uh, Special Kids, Chosen Moms, and I'm grateful for them. And now, my co-worker, Mike Compadre, uh, the one that Gail and I... Just fell in love with a, a kid. I call him a kid. He's 30-something years old. <laughs> but anyhow, it's Anthony Cox. He is a pastor, one of the pastors at Mercy Hill Church, downtown Urban, 
Phoenix. So, Anthony, I'm going to ask you something. We know your wife, Carla. She is amazing. You married up, pal. I agree. Was she drinking back in the day or no? No. Okay. <laughs> it was a God thing then. So, it was. Let me ask you. Uh, so he, it's a curveball. He's like, how do I answer that? <laughs> so let me ask you. Um, tell me how you met Carla. Yeah. So uh, senior year of high school, instead of going to Can- Cancun with some of the buddies, we uh, decided to go on a mission trip. Um, I was the youngest of fourteen people. Went down to Messiah, Nicaragua, and Carla and her family were the, uh, the uh, choice family that that served us during that that week. And uh, that's where we met and fell in love. A year later, flew back and proposed. Was she five? <laughs> she was Six. older. Okay. By, by a few weeks. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, so, so kind of the rest is history. We're engaged for three years, and we're going on 14 years being married. We have amen. three beautiful boys, and, and uh, yeah. You do, man. You're a great family man. Gil and I, I told you we're sending the adoption papers to your mom. Yeah. We'd like you to be a ski. <laughs> but, uh, no, we love you guys, and uh, I love serving next mm-hmm. to you. So um, you came out here uh, to start a church, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. From South Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina, excuse me. And you, But you were ready to go somewhere else. Tell me that story and how yeah. you got here. So just briefly, uh, we came from a church that just really passionate about church planting. And we have a church planting network of uh, theologically, methodologically like-minded uh, churches that have just kind of come together to do church planting together. Um, I was on a team uh, headed to, to New Jersey, just uh, Clifton, New Jersey, which is just uh, 14 miles west of Manhattan. And I uh, was on that team as, as a part of the pastoral team for a couple of years. And just before being deployed, had the house in, in boxes and ready to go. Uh, the Lord really kind of stirred my heart uh, for church revitalization, which was uh, kind of a, a, a deep desire of mine uh, from my youth. Um, just uh, struggling, burdened uh, to look around and see so many uh, churches that uh, were unhealthy. And without uh, healthy leadership, and uh, so, anyways, we decided to step off that team, and and then, with open hands, asking God to uh, provide in His timing uh, another opportunity. And so, an opportunity came to come to the desert. It did. So, through our church planning network, uh, there was a couple men with uh, the Southern Baptist Convention who came out and and met with our pastors and said, you know, listen, we we see you have a heart for church planning. What about revitalization? And and so, just providentially, they 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 said, yes, we actually have a family ready to go right now. And so uh, we met with them for 30 minutes just before they jumped on a plane to head back to Phoenix, and they told us about a church in downtown inner city Phoenix that was uh, struggling uh, and without leadership. Um, And so we decided to uh, just a couple months later to fly out and and meet some of the church uh, folks there and see uh, where the church was located. And we decided to to move to Phoenix at that time. uh, we were already ready to leave, and so we had everything in boxes. And and uh, so in the Lord's timing, he, he provided a team uh, to come out here with us. And uh, we that's when we, we focused on planting Mercy Hill Church. So did you have New York Jets shirts and you had to turn them in for Arizona Cardinals shirts at all? Uh, yeah, we uh, yeah. fortunately we didn't have to do all of that, but we easily <laughs> became Cardinals fans. And, <laughs> you got it, man. So, so you came out here. And you took this struggling, hurting church mm-hmm. who didn't want to stop yeah. loving people like they were a beacon downtown. And you came in and said, you know what, Lord, we'll take this challenge. 
Yeah, you know, we uh, we came uh, with the desire to partner with this existing church. I, I tell people we are a church plant with 70 years of history, <laughs> and it's really beautiful to see uh, what God has done. Uh, really, everything was just bathed in prayer, and everything was birthed providentially, and we, we like saying it that way because that's really how it happened. Um, our desire was to join hands and partner with them, not only just to use their facility, but to uh, be able to do mission and ministry together in the downtown area. They have long... Uh, had a reputation for serving the least of these uh, through food distribution uh, weekly. Uh, they distribute 40,000 pounds of food to between five and 600 family units each and every week. That's on Tuesdays, right? Yeah, that is. Saw that. And that still continues to this day. Um, also, they offered housing to affordable housing to senior adults, uh, widows, and, and those that are just on fixed incomes. It's very expensive to live in the in the inner city. And so um, able to offer affordable housing to, to senior adults as well as those that are transitioning, um, uh, former uh, previous offenders, and able to be, uh, you know, released. So able to offer housing, uh, just transitional housing. So um, all of these ministries, they've just really had a heart uh, for the marginal. And so it was through really their witness of uh, proclamation of the gospel indeed that we wanted to be able to partner with them and and also be able to focus on the word proclamation of the gospel, both word and deed. Um, so God really loosened our grip on our own plans and strategies. We came in thinking, well, the church might uh, survive for another uh, year or so, and then we'll be there to kind of be their savior. And <laughs> this is where the Lord had just really broken us because Jesus is the savior. Right. Um, we, God was at work in the downtown uh, city of Phoenix uh, for decades before we even arrived. And so the Lord had really done a, a great work uh, through through other partners and helping us be able to understand the urban core. Uh, Carly and I really didn't grow up in the in the urban core, uh, didn't have a really a desire to, to go into urban context to serve. But really, it, all of this was birthed from a burden that we just couldn't ignore. And so as we partnered with um, the church on Fillmore with its uh, 24 members, um, we, we began to listen to their, their own hurts and brokenness and, and listening to, to all that God had been doing. And, and really, they were being led by fear, without leadership, really broken, um, really had no hope for the future. Um, and so God providentially brought us together as we desire to, to plant a healthy church in downtown Phoenix, really grew our love for one another and um, in the midst of brokenness and, and poverty. And um, so it was through that, uh, just that mutual love for one another that we decided to become one family. And that's what God did. He brought two families and joined together as, as one family. Well, I notice as you're talking, you, you do use the word brokenness and some humility in there. And when, when Gail and I showed up that first Sunday, we actually were there the time when the church at Fillmore and Mercy Hill connected and they became one and we didn't even know that was a special sunday we just popped in mm -hmm. and uh, i enjoyed seeing the humility of people that have a long history of growing up in that church and seeing them change and that's not an easy thing for people to do to change mm -hmm. it's 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 a it's a humbling thing and i saw a bunch of broken people who just said hey you know what we don't have it together but we we trust and they're finding hope right now. And that little church down there is a beacon of hope in the downtown Phoenix. And I see that in that, in that historic-looking site. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I just see young kids like you, vibrant, loving the Lord, 
And you, you said a word, a couple words, church revitalization. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Yeah, simply it's just uh, unhealthy churches being becoming healthy again. Uh, so just like in downtown Phoenix where the, the city has been revitalized uh, through the, the gentrification of middle to upper class money coming in and, and, and doing what it does and providing business and, and, and a sense of newness uh, recreating in a city. Um, that's kind of what we what we desire to do is coming uh, alongside of a, a broken, um, hurting church and be able to offer uh, hope and health. Well, you know, uh, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and learn more about Urban Ministries, how could they do that? Yeah, you can uh, reach me via email, anthony at mercyhillphoenix.com. Again, that's anthony, all spelled out, at mercyhillphoenix.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, you can keep up with regular updates. You got it. Well, brother... Appreciate you, and I look forward to uh, our continual uh, push in downtown urban ministries. Yeah, I love it. Appreciate you, brother. So, hey, uh, I'm going to play another song, a little clip from Michelangelo's, uh, his, the band Harbor, Secret Harbor, and their song. I'm not even going to say that Latin word because I always mess it up, but it's a new song called The Ranger. So I want you to listen in to The Ranger, and then we'll be back in just a minute. You ran to get his bike. Sirens now were howling, and people all came out. Scotty made it home, and he wouldn't come back out. On that night, it burned a memory. On that night, forever he would be. On that night, rolling like a sea, when darkness crashed the night. Welcome back to Koinia on Faith Talk, 1360 AM. Uh, We have been sitting in here for Tom Brown, but we have some exciting news. We're sitting here in the studio, and uh, Michelangelo got a text from his wife, I believe, and his daughter is about to have a baby. Caitlin's going to have a baby. Yep, awesome. And baby Augustine. Augustine. Ignatius Fasista. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? That sounds Italian, too. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm just I'm grateful for that. So, man, that's awesome. And we got to announce that here on radio. Yes. So, Caitlin, hang in there, baby. <laughs> Love it. So um, thank you, everybody, for being here. And, Anthony, I'll be seeing a lot of you at Mercy Hill Amen. Church. Yeah, we love you Loving guys. that. And, Michelangelo, looking forward to your concert. Yep. 
And check us out uh, secretharbormusic.com and uh, Facebook Secret Harbor Music as well. We'll keep you posted on uh, shows in town in the Phoenix area and then uh, when the record is going to be released digitally uh, in November, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and then uh, we'll have an album release concert sometime in December. And watch my Facebook, Med Skeens. I'm the only med on the planet. So follow me because the minute I know it's out, you know me. I'm, I'm posting that puppy. Right on. Okay. And Sandy... You have blessed me in more ways than one. Thank you for your humor and your friendship over the years of Mm -hmm. ministry in the Holy Land, Israel, and uh, those types of things that we've done. And this book, Special Kids, Chosen Moms by Sandra Nieto. How do we we find that book? You can find it on Amazon. You can find a big box of it in my house. (laughs) It's just sitting there. That would be creepy. (laughs) That would be creepy. Be careful. Jimmy's there. You know, your husband is a man's man. I just love that guy. I do too. And I hope he's listening because, Jimmy, we got to go to dinner again. Oh. Let's do it. It's time. Okay. It is time. I'll, I'll rem- I'm going to text him and remind him. we got to do dinner. <laughs> My Facebook page is Special Kids Chosen Moms, and I'd invite you to like it. And I am on Twitter at I am Sandra Nieto. Sandy brought her friend Glenda. Glenda's here. Hey, You're G. really quiet. Hi, Glenda. She's <laughs> taking all the pictures. She actually went to the Holy Land with us one year. And uh, I asked, what, what is she doing here? She's makeup and wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she is a wonderful little lady, and she's we've had our some, prayer warrior. She really is, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. that about you. So now we're embarrassing her, and that's cool beans here. Yeah, it is. So Glenda, welcome to KPXQ. So uh, Tom Brown, love you, man. We know you're out there uh, listening, and um, looking forward to you uh, coming home with all those pictures. Keep posting on Facebook, and I'm really sorry you didn't call in, buddy. So we love you, man. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you, Michelangelo. Anthony, I'll be seeing you real soon, pal. God bless you you. for listening in.